0: All right, guys, so for this podcast, I have Justin on. Um, He is a part of the OG American Idol from season one. Um, He's performed in front of over 30 million people. Um, He is also a Broadway veteran and a coach. Um, who who essentially helps other coaches and consultants build their online brand. Um, and if that's you, go ahead and DM him the word masterclass on Instagram. Um, I'll make sure to go ahead and tag him in the description if you want to go ahead and take a look. Um, but I hope you guys enjoy this podcast as much as I did.
1: I like that red curtain. I used to have a red curtain background for all of my stuff.
0: I think I remember seeing that. It was like a brighter red, but it was like fairly similar Classic. to it. <laughs>
1: It's a classic.
0: Yeah, it's it's an original, and it's like for me, I'm like I like simple, so I'm like nothing more. Like I don't need anything more than that, honestly. Really, man,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's great. So how are you today?
0: Uh, I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. Just uh, just pretty much getting started with my day. What about you?
1: Awesome, yeah. I mean, I'm uh, it's about afternoon here. Are you on the West Coast?
0: Yeah, I'm in Los
1: Angeles. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I'm in Philly. So yeah, it's the afternoon. I'm. Uh, uh, do this and then have a little bit of lunch
0: oh, there you go um when's the last time you've been over here to the west coast
1: wow it's certainly since before the shutdown i would say probably like 2019 the last quarter. yeah like maybe mm-hmm. november or, or even like december
0: of 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah. oh so a while back right
1: it yeah I miss
0: it so much yeah <laughs> do, you have, do, you have, uh, do you plan on coming back anytime soon or because I've I've been itching to travel so I'm like I'm gonna like so dip bad. soon I don't know where yeah. but somewhere
1: yeah me too no I um I want to go i'll probably end up going back towards the either end of this year or mm-hmm. maybe even gosh might, might not even be till the middle of next year i don't huh. know i i would love to i know i'm going to arizona later on this week so i am getting to travel a little mm-hmm. bit but you know it's still it's still such a challenge just getting out and around you know
0: honestly yeah what, what are you going to arizona for I have a couple of private events that I'm singing for. Ooh, there you go. That's what's up. Congrats on that. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: It's exact yeah, it's nice. It's it's finally starting to come back. Yeah.
0: Um and
1: um yeah, I'm excited. And then there's a a light at the end of the tunnel Mm -hmm. for the end of this year with um broadway opening back up so mm-hmm. you know it's it's slowly but surely we're getting back to some sense of normal
0: yeah a little bit so i have some friends that are comedians that are finally able to starting to perform now some people right? yeah like it looks like the concerts are like good to go like they're locked in they're not like pushing them back anymore so yeah, i'm like okay. wow
1: that i i think um where is it like dave matthews is going to florida next week like, oh, really? <laughs> like yeah i was like really they're going yeah. that's it? but i mean people are people are getting vaccinated people are feeling more comfortable mm-hmm. and so you know it gets so we're finally getting back to normal
0: i know have you thought about moving to florida
1: you know what mm, i mean yes and no mm-hmm. yes for the weather but um Florida is just kind of humid and mm-hmm. you know all that. So and most of my family's up north here, the, the Northeast. So you know, we're we we're we're thinking, we're looking to move to a warmer place because the winters up here are just mm-hmm. ridiculous. But um yeah, we'll see. Yeah, right.
0: Well, we'll just play it by ear. That's how I've been playing everything recently. I'm just like take it day by day because you never know how much is gonna change in the near future. Yeah. COVID two whatever. hopefully not so
1: look all we can do is just take it a day at a time and and just uh, uh be smart about it as best we can
0: exactly uh for for my viewers that are listening um can you explain a little bit about who you are and what you've done so far
1: sure yeah um you may have seen me on the first season of american idol where I battled week in and week out mm. with my... I don't know if it was a battle. I don't think I'd be of <laughs> really putting it. Where I competed, really, against uh, <laughs> my friends week in and week out in front of 30 million live viewers on television uh, and made it all the way to the finale, where I duped it out with Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. Um, and then you might have seen me in one of my six Broadway shows uh, that I've done in New York City, or most likely you'll see me pop up on your TV screen, but not, might not have known it. Uh, <laughs> the past six years, I have been uh, popping up on TV screens as Lil Sweet, AKA Lil Sweet, <laughs> who is uh, a fun character for uh, Diet Dr. Pepper and Dr. Pepper uh, in their commercial campaign nationally. But I'm also a uh, confidence coach and i developed uh, a little something called the fame formula where i help coaches and consultants build their online brand to create a flood of coaching clients and i teach master classes uh at this point weekly as a matter of fact my next one's going to be in a couple of days Mm -hmm. Uh, and so i'm excited about that i'm excited about um uh, helping my fellow coaches and consultants and i'm also excited about getting back to doing one of the other things that i love to do which is performing. Yeah, uh, which is happening slowly but surely this year. And so singing, acting and dancing. And so that's a little bit about me.
0: That's exciting. Um, Do you mind going a little bit more into the fame formula? Because I'm, I'm really curious on that. And I'm sure other people are as yeah. well.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. Well, uh, the whole point of it was um, so many people throughout the years, whether there's uh, entertainers or influencers or coaches or entrepreneurs or authors have come to me. Um, for advice and talking uh, mm. to me about like, well, how is it that you have handled your brand? Because I mean, again, I was in front of 30 million live television <laughs> viewers before social media was social media, as mm-hmm. we know it, you know, the Facebook barely was in existence at that point. We were still mm-hmm. using MySpace, my um, oh, space boards <laughs> and like, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it was like, it was almost 20 years ago, uh-huh. but you think in the past 20 years we've had so many mm-hmm. advancements know twitter and instagram and they just didn't exist Mm -hmm. yet they were just in the minds of of folks and so uh, a lot of people come to talk to me about how to build an online brand and how to perform and Mm -hmm. how to um really deliver a message because that's really it at the end of the day you know Mm -hmm. business and show business are not all that far apart right Mm -hmm. there's a show In regular business, just as much as there's a show in show business. And so Mm -hmm. what I love to do is show people how they can deliver the perfect message that attracts their perfect client, or I should say Mm -hmm. the right message that attracts their perfect client. Um, And so um, a lot of coaches and consultants that I work with just try and get as many people. We want more clients, more leads, more, Mm -hmm. more, 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 but one of the traps there is that, you know, if you, you do uh, you try and please everybody, you, you really end up pleasing nobody. Well, it's the same thing with you trying to attract every single person that mm-hmm. you can get your hands on who has some sort of problem that you can coach them on. Mm-hmm. Um, then you end up actually um, not attracting uh, a lot of the right people. And so part of the fame formula, the F is find the right message to attract your perfect client. The A is acquire Um, leads with ease. There's so many different methods and ways where people can uh, uh, come into your world. Mm -hmm. Yet, when you discover the secrets of how to attract your perfect customer to you, um, like a magnet, and to offer them something that they want, Mm -hmm. right? Not what they need, because we all know what what our people need, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mostly it's what we've needed. But, um, yeah, for example, I love uh, – I, I wrote this book called Audition Secrets, right? And I know that an actor, when they walk into an audition room, I know what they need mm-hmm. to do. But uh, – which is to really, truly be uh, confident and to uh, um, uh, recognize that they are on the same – playing field as the people that they're auditioning for. Mm -hmm. But that's not what actors think of when they wake up in the morning. They don't think, oh, how can I be more confident in my audition? No, they don't think that. They think, how can I make more money? How can I nail my next audition? Mm -hmm. How can I walk in and not feel so nervous? Mm -hmm. Right? That's what they want. I know what they need. I know what we need. But I had to write a book based on what my clients in that space Wanted, mm-hmm. and so when it comes to coaches and consultants, I know that you know they need to be more confident. That we all need to have the right message. But at the end of the day, I have to deliver a message to my clients mm-hmm. that really truly gives them what they want. Which is why I say the Fame Formula uh, helps you build your online brand to create a flood of coaching clients because that's what coaches want. We want more clients, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the M in the Fame Formula. Um, is make selling easy. I don't know about you, but my favorite way to sell is to not have to sell at
2: all. Yeah, same. <laughs> like, and and then quality being, over quantity.
1: Yeah, right. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, quality. And just like the idea that we've been taught, trained, and educated that sales and selling are kind of dirty words. Mm-hmm. And so in the masterclass that I teach, I really help give Coaches and consultants, a new perspective on mm-hmm. what sales and selling really is, mm-hmm. and how to shift there. Just a simple shift in your perspective will help you to understand that sales and selling are some of the greatest things that I, I mean that have ever happened in the history of time. The mm-hmm. microphone that we're both talking on, the thing that we're watching or listening to this uh, podcast on, is only possible. Because somebody sold something to someone else, mm-hmm. right? All the component parts of the things that that uh, we have sitting in front of us or we have plugged into our ears are all based uh, and created based on the fact that somebody sold something to someone else. So I go into really how uh, to shift your perspective on sales um, and to make uh, sales extremely easy. And then the E in fame formula is really just evergreening um as coaches we like to get uh our hands uh, we like high touch right we like Mm -hmm. to help people one-on-one or Mm -hmm. maybe in a group setting uh if we're smart but you know we love to have that interaction however there's only one of us Mm -hmm. usually right And so how do we end up cloning ourselves in a way that doesn't devalue our product, doesn't devalue our message? And so I go into why it is so important to actually evergreen, to create one core offer. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And as creatives and coaches, we want to do everything for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. But it, it all boils down to creating one core offer that you can actually evergreen and sell over and over and over and over again, uh, creating revenue in your sleep, which Mm -hmm. is really nice. And then from there, create a system that guides your customer through a journey, eventually where they can get in front of you and speak with you, but speak with you at a much higher quality level Mm -hmm. of customer at a much higher price point Mm -hmm. where you can close them at a much higher rate. And so you're not nickel and diming, yes, I understand because I'm a coach. I love helping people. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And there is a time for free. And there is a time for charitable donations of my time. I love that. Mm -hmm. But charitable donations of my time do not keep my business afloat. That's the things that I get to do. Those are the things I get to do because my business Mm -hmm. is successful. I get to devote more time and more energy and even give more financially to those who need it based on the fact that I have a working business that's profitable, right? So evergreening helps you to create an extremely profitable business and get your time back. And then you can devote that time and that energy to the things that you love.
0: Got you. I mean, I'm mean, i gonna say a little side note really quick. I really love how passionate you are when you talk. I don't know, something about that like <laughs> gets me like going. I'm like, shit, what, what yes. do I do? What do I, sign me up right now. <laughs>
1: Hey, well, you know what's really interesting? Uh, And for those uh, of your listeners who want to sell things, who mm -hmm. want to create, you know, motion creates emotion. But Mm -hmm. I will tell you this. It's very, very important. The only reason why people buy anything, Mm -hmm. I would even argue the only reason why people do anything, but we'll just in the context of buying here, Mm -hmm. the only reason why people buy anything is because they feel like it hmm like let's say you you and I Jesus, this we're going to um I don't know we're gonna go to uh you like cars you the cars man a little bit all right what's what's your thing what do you like what, what's like you like I love buying this probably a maserati oh I well, like, no I mean like in general not just cars oh, I mean, whatever what's like your oh thing? What, do you,
0: what do you like got you uh, I'm not really materialistic that much, but I'm like i I'm a foodie. I'm a foodie. Like I'll blow okay, right. I'll blow money on food Perfect. any day. <laughs> Love
1: it. That's great. That's great. That's great. Uh, okay, so we go to like a five star, okay. Michelin five. Yeah, I'm a whore away. for that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Both of us are hooked yeah. for that. So we step into this place and we sit down. We're mm. looking at the menu, and we see the the most amazing meal. Yeah. Right. Whatever that may be whether it's steak or fish or whatever it is. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Now, do we think, my goodness, this steak surely will have the appropriate amount of iron and protein that I need to sustain my life. I am going to be able to probably get a good three to four hours of quality energy Mm -hmm. and blood sugar out of this meal. Mm -hmm. No. Nobody thinks logically, well, very few people logically like that when they sit down to a meal. Now, look, if you're on a keto diet, that's all different. Mm. But we don't think that. We read the words and we see the steak and we see how it's marinated and we see how the uh, um, porcini mushrooms have been put into this reduction uh, and we see the garlic mashed potatoes that come with it and all the other things and it makes us feel some kind of way when we read that (laughs) and that's why we buy it because we know how good it's going to taste. We're already imagining the good feelings that we have when we put that food into our mouth. Mm -hmm. Well, sales is the same exact way. If you want somebody to buy something from you instead of telling them all the features i mean that's great but it we we buy things based on the fact that Mm -hmm. it makes us feel some kind of way if we can paint a picture if you can like me i'm a performer right and performers Mm -hmm. are natural persuaders a lot of us don't recognize that but it's just like if you can make someone feel just like you said i'm ready to sign up (laughs) i'm energized and what right yeah it's like that thing it's so important Because you can sell ice to Eskimos if you can make them feel like buying it. Mm -hmm. And that is the fun challenge, figuring out, well, what do people like? Is it a physical sensation? Do Mm -hmm. I have to get them to imagine something? Is is it uh, um, like a perceived benefit? What Mm -hmm. is it that makes people feel like buying my product? And what are the words that I can use to really spark their imaginations or to Mm -hmm. make them feel a certain emotion and if you take this into account that people buy uh, buy things because they feel like it Mm. it will change the way you watch television commercials because all of us have seen a television commercial where it's like oh you know uh, the abuelas like holding hands with the young uh, <laughs> young you know grandchild and yeah. like some parents are walking down the street and a whole bunch of young 20 somethings are in the bar laughing and having a great time and then there's like the salt and pepper you know guy in his, yeah. in his car driving down the street and we're like oh this is great mm-hmm. I love it and it's just like health insurance company so <laughs> comes up after that yeah <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> hilarious
0: right, right? It's like
1: it's like oh they really suckered me yeah because they, they make you feel some kind of way and then they associate it with something that has nothing to do with any of those things right
0: yeah what I instantly thought of when you mentioned that for at least for me um I always think of like the McDonald's Sprite commercials where it's like all yes. crisp I'm like fuck no, <gasps> I want
1: McDonald's and that's because right you can feel yeah. you can feel the bubbles yeah right? like you can feel that sweet taste and you know what it feels like yeah. when you're whether you realize it or not when your blood sugar gets jacked up like that <laughs> you know it's like it's that high
0: right yeah
1: it's that, it's that sugar rush sure
0: I no Yeah, I agree. I guess um uh, I, I want to reference the formula you were mentioning really quick as well. When it comes yeah. to finding um, the correct clients, how do you go about doing that? Because I know most people's approach are just to go for as whatever fish you can catch. But yes, in regards to what you're doing, you're 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 like I said, kind of like earlier, you're choosing quality as opposed to quantity. and And how do you correct. focus on that and then expand from that? Right. Well, you know
1: what? I think you hit it right on the head. You know, any fish you can catch, let's use a fishing analogy, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm looking for striped bass, mm-hmm. uh, I, A, have to go to specific places where they live, mm-hmm. okay? So what does that mean in terms of our analogy? I'm not going to go to um, necessarily the ocean <laughs> right? yeah. or, some, or some saltwater place to mm-hmm. get... Now, I know nothing about striped bass. I'm going to assume <laughs> they're not saltwater fish, but... Um, I'm not going to go to the ocean to try and find salt uh, uh, striped bass, right? Mm -hmm. There are specific marshes and specific lakes and specific conditions and places where they live. So I got to find out where my ideal fish is, Mm -hmm. okay? Same thing. Where is my ideal customer hanging out? And that means I got to know who my ideal customer is. Okay, I'm a coach. Now, do I say, hey, the fame formula – um, how you can build your online brand to create a flood of mm-hmm. clients. No, I say, fame for me, how you can build your on brand online brand to create a flood of coaching clients. Mm-hmm. Already there, I've narrowed down the who that mm-hmm. I'm going for, right? So once I know the who it is that I'm going for, and believe me, my, I, I have coaches for my stuff too. And I was like, I want uh, influencers and authors and entrepreneurs and coaches and everybody and their grandmama. But my coach said, pick one,
3: okay. start
1: with one. Mm-hmm. Because a message for an author is going to be different than a message for a coach. Then it's going to be different for a message for an just an influencer is going to be different than the message for the entrepreneur. So, knowing who it is that you're going after. And in this case, our analogy is the striped bass, right? And then finding out where they hang out, Mm -hmm. right? Not going to go to the ocean. Not going to go to McDonald's. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Not going to go to Chick-fil-A. I'm going to go to a very specific pond that I've researched where I know that these fish are hanging out. Okay, Mm -hmm. same difference. I am going to, if I am looking for, let's just say coaches, I'm going to go to Facebook and I'm going to search coaches. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to LinkedIn and I'm going to search for coaches. I'm going to go to Clubhouse and I'm going to Mm -hmm. search for coaches because I'm going to find out and go to where they are. Now, when it comes to finding the right message, I will say this. One of the biggest challenges I see entrepreneurs, just in general, Mm -hmm. people who are marketers, uh, whether they realize it or not, having is that they – are afraid to be polarizing. And what do I mean by that? If we look at, let's see, um, the Kardashians, Kim Kardashian, right? Oh,
3: yeah,
1: Kim Kardashian is someone who people feel very strongly about.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: One way or the other. Yeah. They're like, I love Kim Kardashian. She is amazing. Mm-hmm. I think she's an amazing businesswoman. Or they're like, I can't, Stan Kim Kardashian, yeah. I think she's this, that, and the other. She's this all material, and blah, 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 blah right? Mm-hmm. And whatever it is, I'm not saying whether that's right or wrong, but people feel strongly about her because her message and her whole brand is polarizing. And that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So often we just want to, uh, especially as coaches and especially as marketers, we just want to not offend anybody. We want to make sure that everybody's okay and that everybody's happy Mm -hmm. and i would say yeah you don't want to offend people Mm -hmm. but at the same time again you try and please everyone you please no one at all really
3: Mm -hmm.
1: and so when you figure out who it is that you want to go after who your client is Mm -hmm. when you figure out where they are one of the key components of getting your message in front of it is making sure that you call them out. You want mm-hmm. to repel the people who are not going to be a good fit for you, mm-hmm. are going to just be tire kickers and looking for free and coming with tens of thousands of complaints,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and you want to attract the people that you want. So in your messaging, I could say um, something uh, just as simple, and I'm just making it up off the top mm-hmm. of my head. It's just like, Attention, coaches and consultants who are making ten thousand dollars a month in your business. Mm -hmm. Free masterclass, the fame formula, how you can. Right, and I would go into my thing. Now, what have I done? And that simple thing, I have now said. Anybody who's making less than ten thousand dollars, don't even come knocking on my door. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with if you're making less than ten thousand dollars. But I know that I am going after coaches and consultants. Who already have established business, mm-hmm. who have the cash flow <laughs> to yeah. be able to pay for my products and mm-hmm. my time, right? And then I'm gonna, I'm gonna, right? I'm gonna go after them. Mm-hmm. It's very, very simple. Depends on what you want to be paid. I know somebody who has a one million dollar a year coaching package. His name is Myron Golden. Look him up. He's amazing. Yeah. One of my mentors. Uh-huh. Well, and I think myself, oh my goodness, who would pay a million dollars a year? But people do billionaires, because he huh? Can get them, yeah, yeah, because he his advice and his work with them makes them ten million More. for that off of yeah. that one million, right? That's that, insane. That so he's very clear mm-hmm. that message for a million dollar coaching program is going to be nothing like the the uh, forty seven dollar um, one course thing Mm, it's gonna be nothing like the the free hey uh here are three mistakes that coaches and consultants will make Mm -hmm. and here's my free download right which Mm -hmm.
0: then leads you. oh yeah yeah yeah
1: Yeah, you know so so it's very important in finding the right message to make sure that you're you know the the who the what and the where Mm -hmm. um and then don't be afraid to be polarizing Mm -hmm. do not be afraid to repel the people that you don't want to work with because you will be saving yourself a ton mm-hmm. of headaches
0: i agree i think that bull is down to what you're saying don't don't nickel and dime things don't fight for the little things because yeah. i mean that's pretty much in my philosophy it's like if if you have to fight for it then it's like what kind of like let's say like a podcast right somebody doesn't want to do it but i get them to come on right it's like well how is the the experience going to be i'd rather have someone that actually wants to be on so it could be more free-flowing so it's not like so uptight like a like a bad environment and that that goes for anything like let's say you're doing marketing right would you rather the person who who makes like a hundred thousand spend 5,000 on marketing and he never complains or, or yeah. would you want the other guy who makes 20,000 and he pays 500 and He's calling you every other day. I'm like, I don't want that guy yeah. personally. Yes. Yeah.
1: Amen Amen that I'm mm-hmm. I, I, I hope somebody hits the the you know 15 30 <laughs> seconds back Rewinding and listens to that again because so many times when we operate from a scarcity mindset when we operate Well, I just gotta I gotta take anybody I gotta take anybody yeah. I gotta take anybody we end up giving ourselves uh high blood pressure because yeah. we the people who come for free or discounted come with so many complaints they come with so <sighs> yep. many problems yep. and yet it's so much better to go after one person
3: mm-hmm.
1: who will pay you $5,000 a month mm-hmm. than to go after you know 500 people mm-hmm. who will pay you $10 a
0: month yeah that's going to be a headache and a waste of time drain and then on top of that ma- drain like I'm big on like um, just like mental energy, I'm like I don't want to waste my time worrying and thinking about something like that yes. when I could just focus on, on those fewer clients that won't complain as much, and then they'll take care of you for x amount of people, you know. Personally, yes, it's smart. And uh, I w- I want to get to this as well. Um, I guess the the polarizing. I really like that. And then I know you're yeah. big on the power of saying no. Do you mind elaborate on that? Because yeah. even I have a hard time. Yeah. Saying that, because I'm like sometimes I like giving my time, like helping people out, but I'm like I should sure. be preserving my energy. I should be focusing on only like like I kind of like how I said earlier, because th- I'm a little bit of a hypocrite in, in that sense, like quality. But in regards to that, I I fi- I hit the quantity on that. I, I find it hard for me, me to say no to you and me both, man. You <laughs> and me because just
1: when especially when you're a coach. You, so many of the coaches that i interact with just have servant's hearts mm-hmm. we love to serve we love mm-hmm. to help i i mean my sort of addiction is watching the light bulb go off over somebody's head, <laughs> and especially when it's uh, um a young person um i love i'm mean, a young person i'm not old by any stretch manager but a younger person who's like maybe uh, starting out their entrepreneurial journey or maybe starting out in the business like it's so nice because I know oh, I can av- I can help this person avoid so many of the traps that I fell into mm-hmm. and then hopefully they'll pay that forward to someone else but I, I I call saying no and then you just gotta how you say no the best is just become a no ninja you gotta become <laughs> a ninja just cut, em. cut yeah. them, cut them, leave like you can't yeah. stick around but like it, it is a conservation of energy and it really just boils down to not being unkind about it mm-hmm. it's just creating a uh, a um boundaries
3: mm-hmm.
1: and really is putting it out into the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, putting it out into your space. That this is what I am doing. This is my intention. This is what I've decided to do. The Latin root of the word decide means to cut off from literally to cut off. So I'm cutting out any other options. I'm making the decision. And Drawing the line in the sand mm-hmm. and saying, Yes, I will spend X amount of time doing free things and doing charitable things mm-hmm. and taking care of people who might not be able to afford me my normal fit. It's oh, great, mm-hmm. but I, it's just a muscle like any other muscle. Um, I think it was um, Maya Angelou was telling a story one time. Uh, where there was somebody in her house. She was throwing a party one time. Mm -hmm. And there was somebody in her house who was just acting up and gotten drunk. And she felt really badly about it. Um, And she saw her other guests were starting to get upset. And, you know, she was not an extremely confrontational person at the time. I don't know if she ever was. Mm -hmm. But she knew that she needed to step in. Mm -hmm. and she knew that she needed... It was her house, and there was no one else that was going to come to rescue her. (laughs) Yeah. And so she stepped in. She told this person, you cannot behave this way. If you need to behave this way, you got to leave. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And that was it. And when she drew that line in the sand for as much as she hemmed and hawed over it, she recognized that that kind of confidence, that kind of being able to state what it is that you want Mm -hmm. and uh to unequivocally say no (laughs) to the things that you don't want is just a skill Mm -hmm. just like chewing gum without uh swallowing it or riding a bike or you know walking and talking it's a skill that Mm. the more you do it the more you get better at it and you don't have to be unkind you know and you will be tested mm-hmm. by especially by friends and family they'll get you the most mm-hmm. they're the most free oh yeah <laughs> they'll ask for the most free stuff yeah but the more that you establish your boundaries and you stick to it and you do it with a smile on your face, mm-hmm. the more people will begin to respect you. Now, here's the trap. You say no, but then you uh, – my, my kids get me on this one all the time, right? I'll say no, and they'll say please. I'll say no, and they'll say please. And I'll say no, and they'll say please, yeah. and they'll say no. And they'll say well, and they'll start to give me th- – and I'll, I'll cave, mm-hmm. right? One thing with children, but I mean especially with children, but draw the line. you got to stick to it. Because mm-hmm. the moment you give them an inch, especially yeah. with children or animals, oh, they'll yeah. take you for everything—everything
3: everything
0: you're worth. Mm-hmm i agree yeah no they really do especially like i mean i was talking to my mom yesterday Day um, with this i was like i'm like who runs the house you or my little eight-year-old brother i'm like you need to set the boundaries <laughs> i was saying yeah. that i think i'm a little more disciplined at least like with kids and all but like for like yeah. m- like let's say like friends or acquaintances i'm like i feel obliged to help so it's like really like selective nose it's really odd for me but yeah. it's 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 crazy to me how how simple the answer is when it seems so complicated. Like it's like over the hills, over the mountain. It's like you yes. just have to practice with it. But it's it's so hard initially thinking about it. Like everyone thinks it's a secret, or or like anything like, and it's like overcoming your fears. I felt like it was a secret, but I'm like hearing it from you and from other people. It's like you just get better with it. I'm like fuck. I'm yeah. like there's no life hacks. <laughs>
1: That's it. No, yeah. The hack is the the hack is the simplest answer yeah. just. Doing it mm-hmm. and facing it and like that's it, that's yeah. it. And you build a muscle just like it's like nobody goes to the gym one time, works out and runs and says, oh, "I'm, <laughs> I'm done. I never have to come back here again. I'm done. Never have to come yeah. back here again." No, no, yeah. no, no. You got to keep going and keep going, and eventually you'll see the results.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I I completely agree. Let's say somebody has um they have difficulties being walked on over their whole life. What would you suggest to them yeah. in regards to being able to shift that around into becoming more of a confident, more, uh, a person of that, of that stature? Sure. Sure. Well, I have this, um,
1: book that I'm writing called unshakable confidence. Mm-hmm. And it's actually sort of the next phase right now. I'm working with coaches and, and don't tell, it's going to be between you and me. So. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, just, just between us, just between us just, uh, uh, the next phase of what I'm doing, Mm because I I know what a lot of people need, right? Mm -hmm. That's confidence. But nobody wakes up thinking, oh, gee, I wish I had more confidence today. No, they're like, I need more money. I need more time. Mm -hmm. I need more clients. I need more of that. So what I'm doing is giving people what they want, Mm -hmm. which in this instance is coaches and more clients, right? Mm. Creating a flood of clients. But the next phase, which is what I'm really deeply passionate about, is confidence. Uh And when we look at the word confidence, um, and we break it down and love the, the being a detective and finding out what words mean. And so if we look at the English root word of confidence. Mm-hmm. It means confide. Or I'm sorry, it is confide, which means to trust, right? Mm-hmm. That's why we tell our secrets to a confidant, a confidant, who we trust. Mm-hmm. And so when we don't have confidence... It really boils down to the fact that we just don't trust ourselves. Self-confidence, confiding in self, trusting in ourselves. And here's the biggest lesson that if your listeners hear nothing else I say, I hope they take this
3: away. Mm -hmm.
1: When you recognize that other people see you not through their eyes, but through your eyes, When you recognize that other people see you, not through their eyes, but through your eyes, you will recognize that when you don't have confidence, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: you are literally telling the people you come in contact with that they can't trust you. So when you're in an intimate relationship, trying to build a deep and intimate relationship with someone that you care about and you don't have confidence, you're literally telling that person that they can't trust you to be in a relationship with you. Mm -hmm. When you're trying to do business with someone and you don't have confidence, you're telling that person that they can't trust you to do business with you.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You don't have self confidence, you make bad food decisions. Mm-hmm. You make bad fitness decisions. You make bad money decisions because you just don't trust. When you get the money in your hand, you don't trust that the right thing is going to work because you just don't even trust, <laughs> you don't yeah. trust in that, right? And you don't trust yourself to handle it. So, what I love to do is, I love in the confidence space, to really help people develop four key skills that they can apply to four key areas of their of their life. Mm-hmm. And those four key skills are clarity, commitment, creativity, and certainty. So clarity, commitment, creativity, and certainty. And then take those four and apply them to each of the four key areas of life, which are your body, which is like your your fitness and your mm-hmm. um and and your diet. Uh, your spirituality, which is meditation, prayer, journaling, your relationships with your significant other, your children, your family, and then your business, which is really the making money, the keeping money, and all the things that come with business. Mm-hmm. And so when we put those key elements together, it's what I call core confidence, which is why my book is called Unshakable mm-hmm. Confidence, where I talk about the core confidence. Formula. And so, with someone who's been walked on their entire life to answer your question, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: really, I would start with the foundation, the first pillar, which is clarity, which is getting really super clear on the facts. Mm -hmm. Now, it's been said that the truth will set you free. But if anything, 2020 and the media and the election Mm -hmm. and all the things that went down in America, at least, have has shown us that truth is relative. If I am a watcher of MSNBC, mm-hmm. I'm seeing a different truth. And this is not a political debate. I'm not saying one's better than the other. If I'm watching MSNBC, I see one truth.
3: Mm-hmm. If
1: I'm watching Fox News, I see a different truth.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: If I'm watching some far left, you know, uh, outlet, whatever yeah. that may be, I don't even know what that is. Probably
0: like um, CNN. <laughs>
1: Well, no, well, whatever. Yeah, whatever <laughs> yeah. that means to you, mm-hmm. right? If I'm watching, like you said, CNN, uh-huh. or I'm seeing one thing, or if I'm watching OAN, mm-hmm. I'm seeing another, right? And yeah. so it, truth is relative, and the truth mm-hmm. is beautiful, and yes, it does set people free. But when I talk about core confidence and mm-hmm. developing that deep and lasting self-trust, mm-hmm. a.k.a. confidence, I want the facts. I want mm-hmm. the data. So... When it comes to someone being walked all over, I want the facts, not the feelings. Mm -hmm. I want the facts of how people walk all over them. What is the situation that they feel walked over the most in, Mm -hmm. right? And then from there, I say, okay, once we have the facts about that, then how do you feel about it? Let's really get into the feelings of how that feels to be felt that way. And let's go deep into the pain
3: hmm.
1: And then the next step I would do is I would take them and say, OK, so we know the facts that you've been walk- of wh- how and why maybe you've been walked all over. We mm-hmm. know how it feels. Now, what has your focus been? What's your focus been? And What do I mean by that? What what have you thought about yourself? What have you thought about those other people? Mm -hmm. How have you put yourself and shown up in these situations that allows you, maybe if we take responsibility for it, that allows you to be walked all over? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And what are the results? What's the fruit? We go facts, feeling, focus. What's the fruit of all that? What's the outcome of how you've shown up? And obviously, it's being walked all over, feeling like crap, all the things. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: I say, okay, we've gotten clear on where you are right now.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: So, what do you want? That's the most challenging question I could ever ask so many people. You'd be surprised
3: at
0: the,
1: the blank looks I get when I say, okay, what do you want?
0: Well, um I guess <laughs> I even had that imagining myself in that position.
1: Right? Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't know. I was like, oh and that, shit!" that's it. Yeah. And that's it. And that therein therein is that mm-hmm. is the pit oh. that we fall into because we don't a it, it's I, I love calling it we December thirty first ourselves. We say it's Quack December 31st, uh, about 30 minutes to, to the new year. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this next new year, oh, I'm gonna man. lose X amount of weight. I'm gonna make X amount of money. I'm gonna do <laughs> all these like, all these vague visions of the future. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna look this way and I'm gonna baba, but it's all just words that go out into the ether and, mm-hmm. and dissipate like steam. And yet we don't really get clear on what it is that we really truly want because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day again this goes back to the beginning of our conversation of what people really want Mm -hmm. it's like i can hand you a million dollars right i hand you a million dollars really at the end of the day you don't want pieces of paper with green ink on them Mm -hmm. you want what they you can do with them Mm -hmm. right well i can go buy a a a delicious meal for Mm -hmm. my entire family at the most expensive restaurant but really if we go a layer deeper you don't want to buy a meal for your family Mm -hmm. at a delicious restaurant that's not what you want what do you want you want to feel like you are taking care of and loving your family Mm -hmm. you want to see the look on your abuelita's face when she's like oh my goodness this is the best jesus this is the best meal i've ever had mm, right yeah like, yeah like that's what you're after
3: mm-hmm.
1: and so so we don't think like that that we think i gotta lose the weight well why do you want to lose the weight mm-hmm. because you just want to be less take up less space no <laughs> because i want to feel a certain sort of way yeah. right i want my partner to feel a certain sort of way about me mm-hmm. right but ultimately that still is about me yeah so so that's a that's a long uh, a long sort of look into it, and so I want to wrap this up by saying that when we get clear on where we are today,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and the facts, and the feelings, and our focus, and the fruit, aka the results that we've been getting, then based on the facts, we can say, okay, well, this is what I have, and I either like it or I don't like it. Yeah. And now here's what I want. Mm-hmm. And it's much easier to figure out what you want if you're extremely clear on what it is that you have. So if we take the facts of like, well, people, people walk all over me and they just, they tell me I'm an idiot, mm-hmm. right? Like when I show up in, in, in a certain situation at work, let's just say, mm-hmm. okay, that's what I have. Now, what do I want? I want people to speak highly of me. I want them to respect me. Oh, okay. Well, what are the feelings that you get if that happened, mm-hmm. right? Then we go through the, I would feel good about myself. I feel like I was qualified. I feel like whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. What does your focus need to be in order to have that? Oh, well, um, you know, instead of uh, sitting with my shoulders slumped forward and walking in with a hangdog look every day at work, mm-hmm. I need to put my shoulders back. I need to d- maybe dress up a little bit. I need mm-hmm. to shave a little more often if you're a man. Uh, you know, I need to ex and then mm-hmm. see, do you see how it, it there becomes a pathway from where I am to where I want to be? Mm-hmm. And there's not this yawning pit of I don't know yeah. <laughs> what most of us have mm-hmm. in between what I have and what I wanted. So that's just, I mean, that's just a, uh, the just a kiss. Yeah. Of, of of the um uh, core confidence um coaching that I love to to take mm-hmm.
0: people through. I really like that. So I guess what's interesting to me uh, like when you were mentioning all that is for me, most of my life, I've been like the person with like the slouch bag, always like with mm-hmm. pretty much no confidence, like at all. Like I, I always used to get walked over. I wouldn't say I'm where I want to be, but I know I'm headed in that direction. But I'd say this is the most confident I've been in my life. But it took a while for me to get there. Um, and I don't know if that was... Um, something I just, I I don't know how I gained that over time. I guess it just happened and I got to where I'm at right now for you. What was the biggest, um, the biggest thing that gave you the like more confidence, whether it have been when you were 13, 15, 20, mm-hmm. whatever, and so forth. I mean, was there like any certain outcome or did you actually like actively think about it to get to that point? Or maybe mm-hmm. that's what I need to do to get to the next point for myself, actively think about it. Cause right now I guess it's been like, it's just on cruise control and it's been like slowly going up, but I-, I could probably accelerate it a little bit more if it makes sense. Sure, mm-hmm. Sure. You're going to hate my answer. I it's okay. I like reality even if I hate it. Yeah. I, I'm I'm, I'm big on that.
1: All right, great. Well, yeah. here you go. The one thing starts that crying me,
0: on the podcast.
1: I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Hazel. please. Just say, let's just hit pause. Just that <laughs> <laughs> you need to take a step away from I know. <laughs> so, the one thing that has taught
3: me. Uh-huh. The most mm.
1: about confidence, about who I am. Uh-huh. The one thing that is accelerated beyond acceleration that mm-hmm. I can even express into words, uh, my confidence journey mm-hmm. is very simple. Failure. Ooh. Public failure. Okay. Failure, I love to say, is my superpower.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It really is. Because the more I fail, because I have a perspective on failure mm-hmm. that uh, I would say is is not rare, but that most people don't have,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I look forward to failing.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I enjoy failing. I fail faster. I fail as fast as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. I leap before I am ready, uh, unless it's literally an unsafe thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, you know, like, right? But like, Failure is one of the greatest teachers Mm -hmm. that we have in life. I've failed spectacularly Mm -hmm. on live television in front of 50 million people and never been happier about it. That took me a while to understand why I was happy about it and to Mm -hmm. have the perspective on it. But as I look back on my life, I, I have failed and instead of identifying with my failure, Instead of uh, identifying as failure, I've seen failure for what it really truly is, which is one more way that I learn how not to do something.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? If you look at um, Edison with the light bulb, I mean that Joker failed. I don't know how many times.
3: thousands.
1: Even say, yeah, you know, it's like Tom says. It, he's like, well, you know, I just, I just, I just had a hundred, learned a hundred ways not to do this thing. Mm-hmm. But eventually you get it. You know, 100% of the people who make it in any business never give up. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to give up when you fail. It's even easier to do it when you fail publicly. Yet anybody in any successful position in any walk of life or business will have stories of not just failure, but massive failure. I mean, Elon Musk... Throwing the rock at the window that was supposed to be Ooh, unbreakable, I remember new that SUV sort of fail. Like, what? That dude is the richest man in the yeah. world, and he's still failing. And I guarantee you, that window will never crack again, right? Like, yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Like, some like somebody lost a head over that, but yeah, right, that, sure. It's just like those kinds of things ultimately, I mean, that might, and that might've been the greatest thing to happen for that department, um, that Mm -hmm. does the windows or whatever, because they are now going to go back or have gone back to the drawing board and they're creating a window that will never, ever break. Right. Mm -hmm. So failing and failing faster is one of the biggest keys to confidence and to just success in general in
0: life. Mm -hmm. I, 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 agree with that because for me in particular i have filled significantly more than i have succeeded um and that comes in like all kinds of spurts whether the stock market my jobs mm-hmm. life like little businesses like i i haven't really gone into too much detail for um for people but i've lost like ten thousand like in an hour like in the stock market. it's like the worst feeling in the world like mm-hmm. burns in your stomach so i have failed so much um and maybe that's what's subconsciously given me the confidence because i've been able to see the the other side of that as well although it did take a long time and i guess it sounds like to me like i didn't know the exact formula but it sounds like i've been on that track unintentionally um yeah. but yeah no i mean i i one thing that i have i have like a whole like Thing over there that's like grit and just basically like never giving up. Like I always like use it as like my own like cheesy reminder, you know. Like like I'm like I'm a huge believer. I'm like your environment is is who you are. Your thoughts are what you are. Although the people listening will know that I always give myself shit. Like I always call myself a dumbass, and I know I need to work on that. But <laughs> that's a, that's a whole other thing.
1: Again, when you recognize that people see you through your eyes, and yeah. You use that language about yourself. What are other people gonna <laughs> think about you? Yeah. You know? Yeah. No.
0: I know I I agree, but I mean, when you said you you had failed in front of 50 million people, what what happened cuz you're pretty damn good, so I'm like, "Where did you fail?" <laughs> I'm like, yeah, "What the heck?" But I'm sure it might be something so small like you noticed, you know, but yeah. Uh, no, it was big. It was huge. Was it?
1: Uh and and if if you think I'm good, it's only because I have failed or you know not not really known how to deliver my message on a podcast or in an in, like mm-hmm. i've done so many interviews and and you know in the beginning they were not great mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah know, i've done podcast episodes in the beginning it's just like just like
2: oh me
0: too
1: coming out of my mouth right like mm-hmm. everybody in the beginning um and yet so the 50 million uh, uh live television viewers was the finale of american idol mm-hmm. where i stood up there about 20 years ago and uh, I, I did not hear my name called as mm-hmm. the winner of the show. And <laughs> there, anybody who's ever stood up in front of an audience and spoken, much less sang or danced or done anything mm-hmm. else, knows that that takes quite a bit of energy. And if you think about then being on the number one television uh, show in America and having to learn lyrics very quickly and doing press and flying all over the country, blah, 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 all mm-hmm. the cr- wildness that is, uh, American Idol, and certainly was American Idol at the time, mm. the amount of energy and time and money and effort that I put into getting to that point mm. where I could be named the American Idol or not be named the American Idol could have been perceived as a massive failure. And it was, I guess, in a sense, it, it was fail. I didn't win. I lost. Sure. sure I was the, the, the number one male, or what I can tell all those mm. ego things that make me feel better about myself. But at the end of the day, I never will forget when the the auditorium, I mean, it's it's the Dolby, or what was the Dolby? It might be the Dolby now where they have the, uh, it was Kodak back then, but it was the huge, huge venue Mm -hmm. right um, in Hollywood um, where they had the Oscars and where we did the finale of American Idol that year. Mm -hmm. I remember the crowd was all gone. Confetti was still on the stage. All the lights were down. Everybody was gone, and I was just about to leave to hop on a plane to New York to do Mm -hmm. the Today Show. And I'll never remember going to center stage right down front where they had us, um, where I had lost. Mm -hmm. I just never remember, Just I'll always remember, rather, just looking down at the ground and just stomping my foot and saying, I'll be back here one day and I'll be back here as a winner. Mm -hmm. Now, I opened that loop 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. I've yet to go back to I've been back to that stage but not in the capacity of winning or losing something it Mm -hmm. was for the finale of American Idol on Fox I think it was but I know that at some point maybe it'll be for the Oscars maybe for something else I'll be up there Mm -hmm. and it will be in some position to either be winning something or to be hosting something or to Mm -hmm. be whatever whatever that winning is in my mind it doesn't necessarily mean hardware material stuff Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so that's what I commit, that's my, you know, your version of the cheesy grid and whatnot. I just mm-hmm. know, and I know based on past experiences that I can make, will it happen? I don't know. But I know that I can make it happen because unintentionally,
3: mm-hmm.
1: like you said, at eight years of age, I was in the audience of, um, the Jackson Fives victory tour, right? oh, wow. So Michael, Rain, and Marlon, Tito, all them boys, uh, Randy. Um, and they did this thing in 1986. They had this big victory tour where they all got back together. It was just before Michael. I mean, Michael was big, but Michael wasn't like the <laughs> the 90, late late 80s, 90s yeah. Michael. Like We're talking like he was just about to explode beyond explosion. And uh, I remember being in the crowd. And just like at every live concert that we love that's massive, I mean, it was in a baseball stadium. It was huge. There were so many people in the audience. The lights were going, the costumes were beautiful. The, the, the music was awesome. The energy of the crowd swell. I felt the, the thump of the bass and the kick in my chest. And in that moment, I remember pointing to the stage and saying for no reason in particular, and to no one in particular other mm. than myself, I remember saying, I want to do that at eight years of age, I said, I want to do that. And then, oh, so many years later, I found myself, after that moment that I had failed that we just talked about, I found myself on a stage, coming up on an elevator in the stage, listening to 30,000 screaming fans live, Mm -hmm. screaming for me on tour, with the American Idol tour that year, and singing and doing that thing that that eight-year-old had said and opened the loop at eight and said, I yeah. wanna do that. I then had closed the loop and had been doing that mm. at that time. And the really beautiful part is, is that I hope, and I've talked to some people actually, who were like randomly, I, there was somebody on a, uh, in an interview who was at one of those things. Mm. My hope is that some other person Some other eight-year-old kid, when I was up there singing, pointed at me or said to their parent or said to somebody, Mm -hmm. hey, I want to do that. That's the legacy that I leave there. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when it comes to failure, that's why I say fail as fast and as often as possible. Mm -hmm. Because if you continue to fail, if you continue to learn how not to do things, eventually you're going to start to learn how to do them and along the way you're going to pick up all the wisdom that you need to be able to sustain that success that comes and then the legacy then becomes you're going to be able to teach
3: Mm
1: -hmm. the wisdom that you've gained based on all those failures based on all those successes to someone else Mm -hmm. who's coming along and you're going to help them avoid the same pitfalls that you fell into
0: i like that i i mean when it comes to failures uh, how do you know so most people are going to try to adjust what their plan is if they're already currently failing right yeah. what if one thing just hasn't stuck yet and it's the correct way and you shift it too fast from it how do you determine something of that nature like let's say like someone for example is doing tiktoks right of a certain niche mm-hmm. whatever it might be how do you know they just haven't popped off yet or they yeah. just abandoned what yeah. they were doing too fast and, not, and now they're not sticking with anything in particular and that makes it harder for them yeah. to succeed
1: well, look, there's there's something to be said for, for course correction, which is like, you know, a plane takes off from New York on the way to LAX, mm-hmm. and it's never a straight line. There's going to be winds. There's going to be uh, maybe storms that they have to go around. The pilots don't halfway through the, the flight say, oh, well, we, we got knocked off our original course. You might as well go back to New York. and would be a lot of very angry people, right? Yeah. No. They course correct. They adjust. They, they adjust their altitude or their attitude mm-hmm. and then the direction of their flight. Fine. But when it comes to, oh, this something's not working and oh, should I, no. I think the the answer to that, mm-hmm. I mean, unless it's something that's like, you, you're you're about to completely go broke or like yeah. it's threatening your life yeah. or your livelihood, then maybe you need to stop and assess. But when something's just not working, one of the greatest things you can do for yourself is to test variables. So mm-hmm. TikToks, right? Again, if we bring it back around to my fame formula, you know, the, the first F is find the right message. Mm -hmm. So one of the ways you find the right message, you got to test it. You got to test it. It's like baking a cake or Mm -hmm. like trying any new dish that you're cooking. You must take all of the ingredients and analyze them and say, okay, what if I had a little bit more of this or what happens if I take a little bit away of that? And so, you know, your TikTok example is a great example. I'm going to test different Things I'm gonna go and look and see what the trending posts are. I'm gonna go and look and see what the trending topics are. I'm mm-hmm. gonna go and look and see what the trending effects are, right? And I'm gonna just test them. And I'm gonna put my brand of meanness out there. And I'm gonna test it with this filter, and then I'm gonna test it with that filter, and I'm gonna test this message, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna use these hashtag, right? So it's just a matter of testing and adjusting, and eventually it just becomes this game mm-hmm. where you're trying to pick the lock. And you mm-hmm. got to like you yeah. know, adjust all the comp- this combination over here and blah, blah, blah. And eventually, whereas most people will give up because we live in this sort of uh, I want it and I want it now sort of uh, society where mm-hmm. we look. I mean, we live in and I forget who it was. There was someone on Clubhouse who said this is this one of the most brilliant things I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. They said people want microwave success in a crockpot industry. We want microwave success. How many times have you stood in front of the microwave and said, man, I wish the thing would cook quicker. All the time. Right. It's a microwave. It's like, Oh my goodness. like people a hundred years ago would kill you, me and everybody else. We know in order to have something that would cook their food (laughs) that (laughs) quick. Cook anybody's food. It would have revolutionized so many different industries Mm -hmm. only a hundred years ago. And so, uh, you know, we want this microwave success. And so many people give up because they're not willing to stick in and test. Look, mm-hmm. if it's blowing up in your face, then maybe you need to, to halt, halt, right? Yeah. But if things are just not giving you what you want, you're not getting the 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 response that you're after it's all about testing and playing the game. Again, those failures are going to give you so much wisdom and so much understanding of how, again, if we use our our TikTok analogy, it's going to give you so many reps on how to make a TikTok. Mm -hmm. It's going to give you so many reps on how to find filters, use filters, adjust all of those things, Mm -hmm. all of that experience is exactly what you need in order to gain success, and I, I I will argue that no one on TikTok, again using that example, who has massive amounts of success, will say that it happened overnight. They had to build and build and play and play mm-hmm. and build and build and play, and that's the and that's the key word, play, play as much as as possible mm-hmm. as you can inside of your business and inside of your. Um, Uh, delivering your message Mm -hmm. because when you see it as play and not as work, then you're going to be more likely to um, keep experimenting and keep at
3: it. Mm
0: -hmm. it's funny that you say that and and i really and i really like enjoy that because for me in particular one thing that i like to tell my friends um and just myself in particular i'm always like life is like a video game what are the cheat codes what are the hacks how can i get over like this enemy like do i have to even deal with the enemy or can i just go like underground or fly above it or whatever just to avoid as many obstacles as you can and to push yourself further in the game whereas somebody else would have been stuck at right so that's how i yeah. see it and that's why i think it's really interesting that you say that but it's like in different things but it's the exact same thing basically
1: yeah and isn't that cool though because you yeah. and i are saying the same exact thing but somebody's going to listen to your message and hear something that lights them up Yeah, somebody's going to hear my message here's something that lights them up and you know when it comes to i uh, Coaching, consulting, or any business, mm-hmm. we get so caught up in oh, what's that person? How how much success are they having? And oh, they're we compare our chapter mm-hmm. five to their chapter twenty yeah. in the book of life, and the right that we get into that whole game. But really, if we deliver our unique message, if we continue to test, if we continue to fail, if we mm-hmm. continue to play, if we continue to look for the hacks, and Also role model and learn from the people who are successful Mm -hmm. because success leaves clues, then we're going to ultimately be successful in our own right. I can say the same exact things Mm -hmm. that Tony Robbins says, but say them my way. And I can learn from him because he's like the guru of all gurus, right? Mm. I can learn and role model and follow him and say them my way and use my stories and use my examples. And there are people who are going to go, Justin, that is so amazing. That changed my life. And they may have heard Tony talk about it, but they didn't hear it the same way Mm -hmm. that they heard me talk about it. And it clicked Mm them and so that's why you know when it comes to this game as i love the way you put it because that's exactly what it is (laughs) is that there's when we're delivering our unique message when we are clear on our message and clear on who it is that we want to attract into Mm -hmm. our life and in our business um there's no competition Mm
2: -hmm. there's
1: just no competition because no one has lived our lives no one will be able to deliver our message And no one will be able to touch someone in the way that only we, and help them Mm -hmm. in the way that only we uniquely can.
0: How have you been able to focus on just watering your grass as opposed to uh, looking at others and being, I guess, quote unquote, like jealous of their own grass? Because I, <laughs> I, I know I focus on on myself and I'm sure you're on the same boat as well. But I know there's so many more people that don't, that they're focused on, hey, they're living this bougie lifestyle. Hey, they're this and that and I'm just at home. And I know there's a lot of people and they probably shouldn't have that mindset. They should probably have that abundance mindset and, yeah. and just – focus on their own purpose and then that'll get them to start growing their own grass unintentionally or intentional. But
1: yeah, I think, well, look, when it comes to the comparison trap, which Mm -hmm. is what I love to call this, um, again, that perspective of no one else has had your experiences in life. Mm -hmm. No one else can speak the way you speak, talk the way you talk, walk Mm -hmm. the way you walk. First of all, so recognizing your own uniqueness, Mm -hmm. Right. Is first. Second, the perspective of remembering that social media now more than ever is basically a highlight
3: reel. Yeah.
1: Cars that you see a lot of people have, they're leased or rented.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know,
1: yeah. What I mean? <laughs> uh, you know a, a lot of the big houses that you see people have, you know, those mortgages are significant. And you don't get to see them worrying from month to month about, okay, I got to make sure to get this much and do that much enough so I'm Mm -hmm. going to fall apart. I'm going to be behind on my payments. And so recognizing that much of the things that we see on social media are just highlight reels and don't Mm -hmm. speak to the pain and the suffering and the challenges that most of those people have. And recognizing that when we go back to that, core confidence message message that I was talking about. You know, you talk your body, your spirituality, your relationships, your business, right? When we see people killing it in business or like killing it in the spiritual game, like whatever that is, more often than not, we're looking at one to two dimensional people. Mm-hmm. That's what a lot of us, and, and I mean, myself, and everyone, we all from time to time will live in these one to two dimensional sort of areas of life or will focus on them and so like for example someone's like killing it in business mm-hmm. the, and they're then you know their body's kind of falling apart right mm-hmm. cuz all they're doing is sitting and and at the desk right um or their relationships with they never see their kids or their spouse mm-hmm. right well, conversely, if they're like, I am so into my partner and my kids, and we just do this, uh, oh, it is we spend all kinds of family time together, well, then their their business is falling apart, right? Yeah. <laughs> or, or some other aspect of their life is falling apart. If they're spending, like, three, four hours in the gym every mm-hmm. single day and their body's on fire, <laughs> then, again, maybe their connection to themselves because they're just so focused on, like, just just like i gotta look a certain way and i gotta put put out this image and i gotta eat all this and what maybe their real true connection to themselves their spirituality their connection to god has suffered maybe their relationships are suffering because they spend so much time in the gym right so Mm -hmm. it's easy to think that the one dimension we see people excelling and succeeding at Mm -hmm. covers the rest of their life Mm
3: -hmm.
1: but it's more often than not not the case and The last perspective that I'll give you is remember that that success that we see in the book of life, in the book of business, in the book of relationships, in the book of body and and all that, that's probably their chapter 20. Mm -hmm. We don't get to see chapters 1 through 19. And if you look at a story, you know, a story is always, uh, you know, it starts out, person is is just hanging out, doing like Lord of the Rings, right? Frodo's in the oh, in, in the, the shire, uh, the back end, right, hanging out, <clears throat> and then all of a sudden, boom, this uh. thing happens where he's got a make a choice Mm -hmm. right his life is forever changed he's got to make a choice and so he chooses to go out and and all the suffering that frodo goes through and all the he gets to this point where it's like oh man either i'm going to turn back or i'm going to move forward yeah because i got to save my people i got to save the entire world right Mm -hmm. we don't get to see chapters 1 through 19 where they go through all that yeah we see chapter 20 where they either get literally what it is that they want or Mm -hmm. They learn the lesson and they are forever changed for the better. And here we are, chapter five, going through it. Mm. You know, uh, um, trying to hide from the orcs if we're <laughs> if we're Frodo, right? Like yeah. sweaty and the ring is making us crazy, and like mm. we're like, oh, uh, we just can't. And we're trying to compare that our chapter five. To someone else's chapter twenty, after they're chilling back in Bag End, you know, uh, smoking some Hobbit leaf. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right? And like, of course, that's we're gonna feel horrible. Yeah. Right. We're gonna terrible
0: when we when we compare
1: our chapter five to their chapter
0: twenty. So, mm-hmm.
1: so that's really how you can. It's just perspective and just avoiding avoiding those
0: traps do you um in regards to those traps do you avoid them by potentially not looking at like stories or on instagram or do you just post and go because i know some people have that strategy as well um and i know some people um i i think i have a fairly decent control of it but i'm still subjected to like the sometimes comparing myself uh just because i want to be better of course but like i use it as drive like i don't let it like bring me down like i use it as fuel personally. But, um, do you stop yourself from from viewing because sometimes it can get too much of a a rap. And I know a lot of people, even if they think of uh, of a very consciously, even subconsciously, it still affects them and brings them down, whether they realize it or not. I have a lot of friends in that position,
1: yeah. yeah I mean, it's just you know you I think that there's something to be said for a healthy disconnection from social media. Mm-hmm. But if you're gonna go on there and you're gonna look at other people's success. Mm-hmm. Again, it's a perspective. Mm-hmm. It's either oh, they're <laughs> so much better than I am, and there's so much further ahead <laughs> than I am. Yeah. or yeah, they're doing it. Yeah, they're doing it. How can I role model, not copy?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: How can I do what they're doing? Mm-hmm. Because success leaves clues. Whether I mean, and look, it's the greatest, one of the greatest words that I ever learned on my entrepreneurial journey, which is role modeling. Uh huh. Like oh instead of me hating on some other person because they're doing well, instead of me feeling hating on myself because I'm not doing as well as they are, why don't I just take some notes? Mm-hmm. Why don't I go there and you know, on Instagram, what is the message that they're putting out? I'm gonna go to their profile and I'm gonna look and I'm gonna watch their videos and or look at their posts and I'm gonna see how many people like what kinds of posts. I'm going to look at the ones that have the most likes. Mm-hmm. What do they have in common? Is there a message? Is there a color scheme? Mm-hmm. Is there a, a, a format or a filter or whatever? Mm-hmm. Because guess what? All of that stuff is available to me too.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: The message, I can, I can literally go to one of my greatest mentors, web, uh, whatever, uh, Instagram posts, mm-hmm. and I can see the message that they're delivering. Which is, you know, something simple like don't compare your chapter one to your, to someone else's chapter mm-hmm. 20. I didn't come up with that. Well, a great mentor of mine, Kim Walsh Phillips, came up with that. And when I heard that, I was like, oh, my goodness, that's brilliant.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: How can I use that message? Because it's you can see it, mm-hmm. right? You can see you, it, it works. Okay. So she used whatever her story was, but I used the Frodo story. Yeah. Right. I'm not I'm not ripping her off. I'm not doing a disservice to anyone. I'm helping the people who pay attention to me to better, more clearly understand the message of don't compare yourself to other people. Mm -hmm. So same thing. If you're going to go there, if you're going to look at it, would you rather spend the time hitting yourself over the head with a mallet or would you rather spend your time taking some notes and learning from them? And doing what they do, how they do it, Mm -hmm. and building your own message based on that. Because if you keep doing it Mm -hmm. and you keep doubling down and keep putting energy into that, eventually you'll take that other person over. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: I mean, and and what's really, really cool is that when you start getting good at delivering your own message... Mm -hmm and it's in alignment with the, the um, message that that other person's audience likes to hear and you start to get traction there, <laughs> you can go on YouTube and you can literally put your advertisements mm-hmm. running in front of that <laughs> other person's thing. So let's say it's like Johnny Smith's YouTube channel and mm-hmm. every week they put out a, a thing on like you know how to get more leads in your business, right? Yeah. Well, you literally can go and you can take your how to get more leads video ad and when somebody clicks on johnny xyz's thing oh, oh here's the weekly thing but your video comes up in front of theirs and says hey look i know you're probably looking for some leads and blah, 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 whatever it is and you literally can like take little bits and pieces of their audience mm-hmm. or at least at least put yourself uh in front of mm-hmm. that other person's audience and they may be like well I, I like this person, right? Yeah.
0: There's something that
1: they said, really.
0: So, and so it, it sounds right. it sounds like um, it's like a linear chart. So, like you're gonna start by working on grabbing that little bit, and then from there, creates its own traction and its own, obviously, yeah. with some work that you put in. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. Because it's all it's all perspective and it's all energy. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: what the perspective is? Oh, I'm not good enough, <clears throat> <clears throat> right? What do you? What's the result of that? What's the mm-hmm. fruit? of that focus yeah right what's the outcome of that focus it's not Mm. gonna be great whereas hey look i'm just starting out but guess what i don't have to reinvent the wheel Mm -hmm. i don't have to have like it's been done the path has been laid for me Mm -hmm. by these other people i just gotta go and pick up the breadcrumbs Mm -hmm. and eat them and you know i just have to follow the path and then once i've have gone far enough down the path. Mm-hmm. I had the wisdom, the knowledge, the energy, the time, the focus, the everything else to be able to carve my own path just off of that mm-hmm. or to overtake the person who's on the path ahead of me. Yeah. And what's real cool is eventually you get to a place on the path and that could be one foot down the path. Yeah. It could be a hundred yards down the path. But what people don't recognize is that whether you're one day into your business or Mm -hmm. one day into your coaching or whatever it is, or you're a thousand days into your coaching, there's someone who's still (laughs) sitting at the start line, who's Mm -hmm. still standing and who's not even sure that they should get into it. Who's not even sure that they should walk down the path. And again, whether you're one day's journey in or you're a thousand days journey in, if you turn around and recognize Mm -hmm. that you one day or a thousand days have already learned something that you can share to help somebody else Mm -hmm. and pull them down the path with you or or guide them down the path with you. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: That's where the real power is.
0: I'm going to say this as well. Everything you're saying is literally like clockwork. I love it. My favorite thing that you said right now, though, was... Success leaves clues. I can't for people yeah. listening. I like literally I cannot emphasize that enough that that's one of the things that I, I I noticed I did a few years back. um. But that I don't know. I don't know how I even came across that. But like I'm saying, like everything you're saying, you're 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 doing like a map of things that I didn't even know, like I've come across. But that's fucking huge, guys. Like literally pay attention to that one. That's, yeah. I don't even, that's my favorite thing. Like hands down, like that, I like the light went off right now when you said that, when you said that. And when you said that uh, sales is emotions, it went off twice, like big time. Cause I, cause I've been yeah. in sales for like eight years and, mm-hmm. and for me, I, it's, it's, that's another perfect example. Like I've realized that I've done those things without even realizing I'm doing them and that's fucking weird and i can see why you're like a coach of coaches like you have everything pretty much structured down and I, that's amazing that you got there because i mean maybe i'm just a dumbass but like i can't like formulate things that was a perfect example of like how i normally am but, but you're right mm-hmm. i shouldn't do it but but yeah no but like it's but, but nothing i know i know i know uh for me uh, although I, I do classify myself as that sometimes, I think my advantage is just doing it whether I re- whether I realize it or not. that's that's my strength. and i and I acknowledge that. and I think that helps override that because from there, even if I am, I, I still fail and I can come across that, whereas somebody who doesn't even try doesn't even get past x level. Yeah what let me ask you this as well um you were mentioning to um to your clients like what is it that they want what is it that you want
1: what do i want mm-hmm. um i want to get into a position where my investments outpace any of my my the return on my investments outpace mm-hmm. any of um the money that i make in coaching or in entertainment mm-hmm. like that that's ultimately it, because that's game over for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, right now, I've spent a long time uh, until probably the past year mm-hmm. spent a long time not realizing that I had an employee mindset, you know. From the and I read this book; it was like a couple of years ago. I read this mm-hmm. book, uh, "The Cash Flow Quadrant" by Robert Kiyosaki, which is like blew my mind because I realized okay. that oh my goodness. I've just been spending so much time as an employee mindset, employee, mm-hmm. employee, especially in the entertainment field. Right. Because it's like, no. oh, I got to get my next gig, got to get my next job. Right. I'm just mm-hmm. the hired help. Whereas I didn't really understand. I knew it, but I didn't really deep delve deep into it that I'm a business. Mm-hmm. Right. Even though I don't have brick and mortar, I am still a business. Mm-hmm. It's just an ink. And, um, then uh, from there, understanding that oh, I can I can have my own business and create my own income based on my wisdom and my experience. And again, like I said, turning around, you know, I'm I'm way down the path in terms of entertainment and and performance and all that. I can turn around and I can help the people who are only a couple days into the journey, or a couple months, or even ten years into the journey, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so recognizing that, and then recognizing that oh, wait. I can then go from there, scale up and hire other people mm-hmm. who I can train to
2: mm-hmm. do what
1: I do and then become a business owner with coaches mm-hmm. underneath in a coaching. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I can then become an investor in instead of uh, I can leverage all that and I can become actually an investor in the entertainment properties that I'm in. For example, if I'm going into a Broadway show, I can invest $100,000. In that show. And instead of just being paid what I get paid every single mm-hmm. week, I also get paid on how many people show up and the ticket prices and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. So when the show is successful and it generates money, not mm-hmm. only am I getting paid for being in it, I'm getting paid for having made it, produced it,
3: mm-hmm. having right? the whole production. And so,
1: yeah. And so, yeah. And so, anybody who is just like feels like they're stuck in this place of like, man, I don't really get it, and I'm I'm kind of stuck in this employee mindset. And all. Mm-hmm. read well, read Rich Dad Poor Dad, which is the first book in the series for Robert Kiyosaki. It's a classic, and then read Cash Flow Quadrant because you will recognize that you know uh, those of us who were or are stuck in that employee mindset are just stuck on the the uh, I don't want to say impoverished, but it's, we'll never get out of the rat race. Never get out of the rat race mm-hmm. until you develop either a business mindset, a business owner, large mm-hmm. business owner mindset, or an investor
0: mindset. When uh, when you said you want the, I guess, your investments to come in for you, um, do you have anything like maybe like uh, uh, like in stocks and bonds and potentially crypto? No, do you have anything I haven't like really that? gotten into that game yet. Oh, huh. I
1: haven't gotten into that game. I mean, mm-hmm. like I have a cash app and I'll make it. I probably have it. You know. 1200 bucks invested i don't really invest in stocks Mm -hmm. right and i want to Mm -hmm. but i want to do it in a way that's informed Mm -hmm. probably having somebody else do it yeah (laughs) because that's not my game Mm -hmm. that's not my game but i'm now really establishing it's like i've been paid very well to do what i do in the entertainment Mm -hmm. industry but now i'm building from the ground up Mm -hmm. a coaching business that Again, it's like, you know, talk about the fame formula. Mm-hmm. I'm showing people what it is that I've done and how I've created this thing that I don't have to be present 24-7. I don't have to always be in, mm-hmm. uh, in there coaching people one-on-one. I choose to. Mm-hmm. I choose to do it on my own time and my own terms. And so, you know, what I want is to build uh, and scale mm-hmm. this business um, so that I can get more of my time back, more of that – the investments that I make in my family, which is the Mm -hmm. best investments I can make. Right. Um, that's important. Obviously, yes, there are financial investments, but really it's just making that investment of time and energy and passion in the things that I want to do, Mm -hmm. not what I feel like I must
0: do. I get you is, um, how, I know this is a very tough question and it's all based on the individual. Um, and sometimes you can't even put a marker to it, but how, Let's say it's a hundred percent, right? Um, um, how often would you want to spend on work and like as with your family? Like, if you can put that in a quote-unquote work-life oh, balance, that's easy. Work-life balance at twenty-five percent
1: work, rest with with family and mm-hmm. seventy-five, you know, with. car.
3: Yeah, I think I'm on the what, same
0: boat as you. I, like I said, I just want to like I, I, I'm I'm OK with grinding right now and putting in all the work that I need to. But ultimately, yeah. the goal is to get to that marker. Whereas, like you said, let your investments and, and everything compound for for them to be able to provide a steady cash flow for you and then you can spend that time with your family because I've had I've had a few people I've had like a few CEOs and some multimillionaires and they're like if my family doesn't want to see me then they don't want to like I mean they're like if my business needs me like I'm not gonna see my family and they're like ninety ninety five business and I'm like that's ruthless I'm like I I I mean perspective i mean do what you want and then you got there somehow but i'm like that's right. not how i want it personally but mm-hmm. yeah i mean when i when i heard that i was like that's intense but i mean like i said everyone has their own way about it i guess yeah So I was i'd wondering,
1: rather make you know i don't know just pick a number random i'd yeah. rather make half a million dollars a year mm-hmm. and live comfortably with my family mm-hmm not in some big old mansion.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh. I mean, whatever. I could make some investments that would help grow yeah. that. But whatever. Like, I'd rather make half a million dollars a year mm-hmm. and live decently than to be making $50 million a mm-hmm. year and have my business own me. Yeah. Never see my family. Never. That's just that. Mm-hmm. I don't care. That's mm-hmm. money. I can't take that with me
0: yes I love that yeah that was like the one thing because I was trying to like I was trying to go back and forth with him on that and he, and he was like he's like how badly do you want it? and I'm like well I want it bad but I want to do it my own style and he was like no I'm right. like yeah and I'm and I'm like there, well there's people that have done it so I'm like that doesn't mean that road's impossible even if it is a little bit harder but yeah like you said I'd rather have a comfortable life I don't need anything crazy even like a hundred 200 300 500 that's still plenty to have a great life that that's plenty you know like realistically <laughs> Speaking enough. more than enough. And yeah. And then like, and then if you're doing that war with, it's about like, let's say 25, let's even say like 20 hours of work, 25 hours of work a week. Right. That's really fucking good. Right. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, the people yeah. that are working 60 hours, 80 hours a week, and then they're making not even 90,000 a year, not even 90,000 a that year. Thing. Yeah. And
1: that's, and see, that's the thing when it comes to true wealth, mm. With the exception <laughs> of the person you talk to, mm-hmm. um, people people who are wealthy mm-hmm. will pay any amount of money mm-hmm. to get as much time as they can back.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? People who are not wealthy are usually of the mindset that that they're going to spend a whole bunch of time, to- as much time as they can, mm-hmm. to try and get really just a little bit of somebody else's money. No. That's what it what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. And those people who work 60 80 90 and god bless them many of them are like you know in the in the real blue collar the services industry and mm. that's wonderful and we would not survive without people who who were able Correct. to do that willing to do that but their work they're spending unbelievable amounts of time mm. for just a little bit of somebody else's money oh. whereas the wealthy will uh, will spend as much money as they possibly can mm-hmm. to just get even the smallest amounts of their time
3: back mm-hmm.
0: no there was um i got so fucking scared because uh, i i i think about five years i've had like maybe like a handful of jobs i worked at at disney at at&t swap me at adt uh adt is a security company for for the
1: homes so i, w- I used to sell i used to sell door-to-door alarm sales for them alarm. oh did you Door
0: to door. Oh yeah. my God! So we had like appointments, right? And we would set up like a security system for them and all, and it was like in-home sales on top of like installation, right? Um, mm-hmm. Oh my God! A funny story. I've had so many people like tell me to get the fuck out of their houses. And shit. So many. Uh, but uh, so from that job though, I was get, I was getting up to go to work at five a.m. right, and I didn't get back home until like ten thirty or eleven. So not only was I sacrificing my health by eating shittily because I had no, like I couldn't make food. I had to buy fast food, right? i ate I wasn't getting any sleep. I was gaining weight. I had no social life, like nothing, like literally only work. I don't even know how many hours that was, probably like 12 or something stupid, 11. I don't know, cause breaks and all, but I, I worked there for like three months and I was like, I'm not fucking doing this. Cause everyone that, that was in that position, um they all had kids they all had a mortgage they had no way out and i'm like i better get myself out of this position before i raise my overhead and then i'm forced to be here and i have no other option so i'm like that's why even right now i keep my overhead low and even if i'm making more i'm like no 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 i'm not raising it. i'm not gonna put myself in a position where i can't break the cycle because my parents are first generation immigrants so i mean they came here with nothing, right? And to me, that's my drive. I'm like, I like yeah. bless their souls and they work really hard, but I'm like, I'd rather have the mentality where I am going to work smarter. Um, I'll put in the time now, like I mentioned, but that's not the goal. I'm like, I have so much fear. Cause I never saw my dad growing up never because he was always yeah. working. And I'm like, and that was for like minimum wage and like, bless his soul. I mean, he didn't have papers. Like I get it, you know, Yeah, thank
1: God. Yeah. But you see how that had an impact on you growing up and, and it impacts so many people and so many families and with the best in, of intentions. It's mm-hmm. like your, your dad, is like the best of intentions. He's like, nah, I gotta go out and, and make the money for the family. Yeah. But you know, what, what would you pay now? And what would so many other people pay now
3: mm-hmm.
1: to have that time with him back? Right. Mm-hmm. To be able to listen to his stories of the old country. Mm-hmm. To be able to, you know, like that's the wisdom and the value. Mm-hmm. And, and and so when people go out and they're like, I got to do this for my family and they're working, you know, 100 hours a week. Yeah, there's you know, some people. There, Elon there, Musk. There's get... something to be said for that. There's, it's a, it's, I mean, bless you, but you know, there's a cost. Mm-hmm. There's a cost. Working harder mm-hmm. and not smarter, and it's and it's often one we don't realize that we're paying
0: until way down the line. Mm-hmm. And that's that's my biggest fear. I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to pay for that like with the cost of like my kids. That's another reason like I don't have kids. I'm like avoiding that like the plague right now. Not that they're they're blessings and I want like a, yeah no like I'm I'm avoiding that right now. I I I but I know I want kids. Like I'm not like oh I don't want kids. Like I do. I just want
2: to.
0: I just want to make sure I'm set first. I'm good because I don't want to give them a life where I can't be there for them. Right, smart. I, mm-hmm. And that's hard. Yeah. Oh my God! And I, well, I'm 26 right now. A lot of people I know already have kids, and, and they're drowning too. On top of that, but it's like yeah. I, God bless I wish, them. They're happy. I wish but. I'd
1: had your. I wish I'd had your mentality at 26. I mean, I was driven at 26. Mm-hmm. I was already well into into my celebrity and and touring around mm-hmm. the world and doing all kinds of things. But um, the idea that you're 26 and that you have your head on screwed on so straight and that you're near like I'm going to be good. I can't wait to see what you do uh, <laughs> in the next, in the next 10 years, man, that's it. I, I hope so. Like this, it'll be game over. <laughs> 10 years, I think it wasn't uh Tony Robbins says uh, we overestimate what we can do in one year yeah. and wildly underestimate what we can do in 10.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just trying to hustle. I'm trying to do like 15, 20, like I'm pushing like the bar. I'm trying to do like 15 and 20 podcasts a month with different people from all over. Like it doesn't matter. Uh, Oh, I'm trading in the stock market as well. That's, that's how I lost 10,000 in one hour actually. But I mean, I, I, yeah, I've made it back and, but like that was, dude, that was the worst feeling in the world. I was Mm -hmm. like, Lord, I don't want to be here no more. Yeah, of course it is. But you yeah. know what?
1: You learned. Yeah. And you learned, and you learned how not to do it. Yeah. And like you said, you made it back. Yeah. And now the next time that situation potentially rolls around, you'll yeah. at least be
0: informed. Yeah. Right? No. Yeah. That, that was, that was a, uh, that was like probably one of my biggest failures. Like I've lost like a thousand, 2000, like in one go. Right. But like, that was like, like my biggest colossal. I'm like, fuck, I'm such an idiot. Well, I shouldn't say that, but. <laughs> you no, know, at, the, yeah. time that, yeah, yeah, at sure. the time you said that. Yeah, for sure. Because you're it, not, you're
1: not, you've already made it back. So you've disproved
0: yourself. Yeah. But that took, it, it was literally, I would say like day in, day out. Right. Like when I first started, it was only like losing 10 bucks, a hundred bucks. So I was trading small, but I wasn't getting into bigger size. until um i felt more confident but i mean it was easier to just give up especially after something like that right but i was losing money for about like two years and then after that i've been training for five years now i think after that is when i started doing like that it was like a very like a slow shift like it was like a few hundreds here and and so forth you know but that that took a while so that's that's what i like that you said i love that you said like failure is the way to go because i can't reiterate that for the people listening like if you have any goals any aspirations the best way you can do it is just by putting yourself out there and experiencing life that there's no other way about it there's that's the life hack that there is no life hacks yeah absolutely man yeah i i want to i'm gonna let you go right now but i do want to ask you this really quick as well um what's the best piece of advice that you've ever received oh my goodness Cause I know you're loaded with wisdom. I'm like, I know there's so much gold in there. I mean, wait, yeah, yeah, what's the? Go ahead. I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you think of that. But I want to ask you this as well. When when did you come into? Um, I guess your celebrity and fame status. Because you said that you were already well into it when you were 26. Uh, one of the first thoughts of that when you came in, like for me, I was like, wait, what? First season of American Idol. Cause you look like 28 to me right now. So I'm like, how old are you? bless you
1: bless you child <laughs> uh, i was 22 i was 22 uh-huh. when i was on the first season of american Idol. yeah i'm 42 now you don't even and
0: look 42. not even close to 42 <laughs> amen amen What's... black don't crack babe. <laughs> so, uh...
1: <laughs> so, so uh yeah I, I i was well into my celebrity and and all kinds of wonderful foolishness at 26 years of age in Mm -hmm. Hollywood. Um, But uh, one of the greatest pieces of advice I've ever been given, the first one that comes to my mind was actually from my dad. Mm -hmm. Um, He was a chief of police in, was the chief of police in Atlanta. And uh, he's still alive and well and so full of wisdom. And one of the things that he told me, he said, no matter what, especially when you're on camera and you're whatever you're going through, just smile. Mm-hmm. Always remember to smile because even if they're running you out of town with pitchforks and, and uh, torches, it'll just look like you're leading a parade as long as you smile.
0: <laughs> ah, that's great. That's great. I love that. <laughs> that's a gangster mentality right there. Uh, uh-huh,
1: just smile. And, and another cool thing, because he's, I mean, he was a politician for a very long time. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, when you're on the red carpet and when you're getting your picture taken, make sure you always got a nice look on your face and that you're looking up. Mm-hmm. Don't look down. Don't look, Cause they'll snap that picture when you're looking down and mm-hmm. then whatever headline the, if, that they can make up, if something yeah. goes wrong, they'll find that picture yeah. where you look guilty as hell and they'll put, yeah. <laughs> they'll put it on there. So yeah, he's full of, he's probably my number one source of wisdom but mm-hmm. yeah that's that's
0: just the first one that came to my mind i really love that and i i you know what you just reminded me about like uh what you're mentioning earlier i i agree with you like when uh when you were mentioning like the media shows like one truth from one angle another and all my listeners i've i say this all the time like i have like Almost as borderline like hate, cause I like I mean I've fallen into the trap. Like I've been like really deep into it and I believe shit, right? Like, well I'm from mm. California, so statistically speaking I fall into the left. Now I don't even linger left or right. I'm like, mm. I'm like the answer's always in the middle. It's never always. there or over there. Yeah always yeah and i'm like there's more middle ground than we think we just don't allow ourselves to see it because we're we as humans like to be a part of a group a part of a structure and we we go tribal in that sense and it's like no we're gonna fight each other till death regardless if we have um commonalities and i'm like that's such a naive old school dumbass way of thinking i'm like uh, but that, that all, I, I, I say this a lot too. I'm like, that all boils down to pride and ego. And I'm like, that's so stupid. That's such a, it weighs people down more than they'll ever know. Absolutely. And I will say this another great piece of advice that mm. I've
1: been given that's a little more germane to what you're talking about mm. is this there is no profit in neutrality. There's no profit in neutrality. Mm. And it goes back to the time that I was talking about earlier that I was talking about polarization of your message, Mm -hmm. right? The reason why we are so tribal now, especially in America, the reason why we are uh, lulled to the left or to the right or to wherever Mm -hmm. is because those people upon high recognize that there is no profit in neutrality. So they polarize their message to make you say, yes, I love that, or no, I don't like that. And that is how you create. Profit When mm-hmm. you polarize, not, that, not that to be negative, mm-hmm. but when you polarize your message so that people say, I love this, yeah. or they say, I hate this, because
3: mm-hmm.
1: other people, they're going to say both, mm-hmm. right? when you can, when you can do that, you'll really truly understand that there is no profit in neutrality.
0: Mm-hmm. And then the Instagram and Twitter and Facebook algorithms love conflict. They love mm-hmm. arg- arguments because then that brings them more traction and then they make more money off of that more ad revenue, like you were saying. And it's like, damn, we're so screwed right now. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh,
1: machines, man.
0: But what a great conversation. Thank you, man. No, of course. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time and your wisdom and I can see why you are the coach of coaches. You're amazing. <laughs> and and I really appreciate all your insight and wisdom. And I know a lot of people are going to take a lot from this. So thank you. Where, where can people find you? Uh, you know, It's
1: really very simple. All you have to do is go to Core confidencecoaching.com coreconfidencecoaching.com to find out all you need to find out about me. As a matter of fact, I'm giving away a copy, a pre-order of um, my free digital Mm -hmm. pre-order of uh, my book, Core Confident, Unshakable Confidence. Mm -hmm. And so you just go to coreconfidencecoaching.com and you find out all you need to know.
0: Awesome. I'll go ahead and make sure I put that in the link as well as your Instagram. Right. And thank, thank you, you so much for your time. I'd love to have you on in the future you. again. You were awesome. Yeah, I'd love to. Thank awesome. You, man. Awesome. Well, you, have a great day. Have a good
2: lunch, man. Take care. <laughs> <laughs> you too, Thanks. Yo.